Hello, welcome to the series finale of History Half Hour with Ryan and Jamie. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. Yes, this is our last episode. The final the one. Final one. For now. For, for now. series one. For we're now. gonna do we're gonna do series two. We're gonna take a month break. Yeah. You know, summer. We'll take August off. We'll take August off. Um, um we have plans of maybe releasing some bloopers. We might yeah, we've got we we found upon digging the other day, I found um the original pilot that we recorded on my phone. Yeah. Uh, before I even got a mic and things, you know. <laughs> Really early days. Um, and it was like a 20 minute pilot that we recorded. And uh, we might release that on this uh, if we think it's worth it. As well as some. If you're just, interested. Just uh, some you probably aren't. Some general bloopers as well. Oh, yeah. We got loads of bloopers because we've been doing this for 20 episodes now. <laughs> so, 20 episodes. We're very excited about it. Um, so, today we've decided that we're going to do a special hour long episode. I know that it's not half an hour like it normally is. It's two episodes in one. I do apologize about that. But we thought, serious finale, we're going to have a special hour-long episode, a history half-hour hour. Doesn't make much sense, but, you know, a history hour, I suppose. Um, okay, well, let's get started. And for the final time this series, on this day, we're recording this on the 31st of July. And on this day, in 2006... Uh, because of health problems, the longtime leader of Cuba, Fidel Castro, handed over power to his brother, brother Raul, who later served as the country's acting president until officially assuming the post in 2008. Very interesting. Yes, um, they're still co- communist to this day. Yeah, they are. And on this day in 1971, the Lunar Rover vehicle was first used on the moon by um, astronauts Ooh. James B. Irwin and David Scott. Oh, right. Hmm. Also on this day in 1921, Whitney M. Young Jr., who spearheaded the campaign for equal opportunity for African-Americans in industry and U.S. government service, uh, because he, when he was head of the National Urban League between 1961 and 1971, was born in Kentucky. Ah, home yeah. of the fried chicken. And this awesome guy who helped black people write. But... And fried and fr- chicken. And fried chicken. <laughs> and on this day in 1667, the Treaty of Breda uh, was signed and it ended the Second Anglo-Dutch War and gave New Netherlands, which is basically now now New York and New Jersey, to England. Ah, well, look at that. So that's our bit done for the last time this series. I'm going to keep saying that because it's quite a big thing. I'm quite I'm quite excited about it. Um, <laughs> quite excited for a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, now this time as a finale, we are doing... The Vietnam War. Woo. Woo. No, it's quite sad. It's really. quite sad. We it's... like, you know, you know, you must know by now if you've listened to other episodes, which I hope you have. If you haven't, please do that. There's 20 of them. There's 19 others to go listen to. And a trailer. Cause and a trailer. There's that. Um, that we like to do. We often quite like to do some fun, quirky, weird stuff. Emu War, head of, um, what's his face? Head of uh, Cromwell, Cromwell and things like that. Yeah. But this time we thought... History of yo-yos. History of yo-yos. But this time we thought we'll go serious. Uh, and there's little more serious than, than Vietnam. There is obviously more serious, but not much uh, than the Vietnam War. But it's very important and uh, yeah. very worth knowing. Because it's actually the first uh, defeat America has ever suffered in mm-hmm. battle. First, Everyone agrees it's a defeat. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's people... Because they really lost. <laughs> they totally lost. A horrific war. Uh, horrific. Even in an hour-long special... Uh, we're not good enough and there is not enough time to go through the entirety of the Vietnam War. So we will have to have a cutoff point. We'll try our best to start where it starts. and We're then, uh, hoping to get to about 
the start of Nixon just just before Nixon becomes president the end of LBJ even even if we get we might not even get there we might not get there there's a lot to get through we'll try and talk quickly (laughs) Uh, there's a lot to get through and starting with uh, we'll have a bit of a little bit of background because we like doing a bit of background Um, we're like portrait artists Um, (laughs) we have a little bit of background about um, Vietnam as a country so it was originally controlled by the French not originally but from in our for our purposes it was controlled by the French from 1885 and it was part of the French Empire and then in 1941, the Japanese Imperial Army invades Vietnam uh, during the war and they take it over. And then in 1945, the Japanese are forced to surrender and the USA divides the country, Vietnam, not Japan, Vietnam, by the 16th parallel. Just like they did dividing Korea and Germany. And guess what? It also doesn't work. No, it never works. <laughs> not really. Um, and so China occupied the North, Britain occupied the South. Uh, uh, but actually, Ho Chi Minh, who we'll go into later, uh, was the leader of the Viet Minh and the uh, of the North uh, of Vietnam. Really, he declared um, independence for Vietnam when the Japanese surrendered, mm-hmm. without realizing that he had no sort of power because yeah. the U.S. and uh, the, the 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 Allied forces would would just sort of take over. Um, which starts this whole problem, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the British hand over South Vietnam to the French. Uh, then 1946, we've also got the Chinese strike a deal with the French and they hand over North Vietnam in exchange for concessions in Shanghai. Uh, and then Ho Chi Minh accepts French arrival because he thinks that the French are less um, of a threat than China and they could negotiate with because he wants a very specific uh, goal for Vietnam. Uh, and then in November 1946, uh, the Vietnam troops are forced out of Hanoi and into the jungle because uh, talks break down between the French and the Vietnamese and the French uh, start to fight in the north and it's the first Indochina War. Number one. (laughs) And uh, and then um, in... uh, 1949, the French installed uh, Ba Dai as the leader, uh, and then China forced communism that same year. 1950, China and the USSR uh, recognized the Democratic Republic of Vietnam, which is the North Vietnam, as a country. And then 1954, 50,000 Viet Minh sieged Dien Bien Phu, a French airbase, which is where our narrative officially starts. Yes, we're going with that. Yeah, that was just that was a really whistle stop tour <laughs> of um, history of Vietnam. Uh, was in colonial history of Vietnam, and now we've started with Dien Bien Phu. So that was a um, uh, quite a horrific uh, yeah. battle um, between the Viet Minh and the Viet Minh, the sorry, the Viet Minh and the French uh, in 1954. So, so the French tried to trap uh, the uh, to the Viet Minh to try and counter the guerrilla tactics that they had, uh, and uh, it at- ended up that. Um, the Viet Minh outnumbered the French 50,000 to 10,000 yeah. and uh, the French were, were slaughtered and it was a, a quite a crushing defeat. It was actually the first, uh, one of the first major wars where a colonised non-European uh, people uh, defeated a European colonial military force, actually. Yeah, it's quite impressive. So, the problems with Vietnam, as you may have guessed, uh, are ideological. Yes. And, 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 and economic. Uh, as with all over the world and at this time... Um, some of it wants to be ca- communist, some of it wants to be capitalist, and they can't agree. <laughs> the North is communist, the South is capitalist. Uh, at the moment, North is run by Ho Chi Minh. Who is Ho Chi Minh? Give us a bit of a quick rundown about Ho Chi Minh. Well, um, his name actually isn't Ho Chi Minh. That's not his real name. No, it's not his... Um, it was kind of a, a name that was given like to him. Like how Bono isn't his real name. Yeah. Or, or Prince, Madonna. Or Madonna. Um, and it kind of means bringer of light, uh, he who enlightens, that kind of thing. Yeah, good stuff. You know. Good stuff. Yeah, I know. Like it was quite a, a what, positive you want, what you want as a leader. That's a, that's a nice, that's a nice nickname. 
Um, and he was the leader of Vietnam from 1941 and the leader of the Democratic Republic of Vietnam from 1954, which is basically North, North Vietnam. Vietnam yeah. The Democratic Republic of Vietnam, we will now refer to from now on as North, North Vietnam. Vietnam. And South Vietnam as, yeah, as the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's actually not a communist first, he's a nationalist first. Yeah. So if being a communist kind of doesn't go great for doesn't go for, well doesn't go well doesn't go great for his country he's actually not going to choose those ideals he's going to choose his, his yes he, wa- he all he wants is his country to be independent and unified as well is a big thing that's part of his yeah uh, and he that is also the opinion nationalism is also the opinion of uh Diem, who is the leader of the south uh the president of the republic of vietnam or south uh as established by the geneva accords from 1954 until his assassination in 1963 he was a staunch anti-communist as well so they both wanted a united vietnam but they both wanted to united under them yeah so that's why they didn't agree uh he actually is a very upper class and catholic which so he favored catholics in a very buddhist country in a majority buddhist Mm -hmm. country um which led to various uh uh, riots and things but we'll get into that in a minute we should do the basics now um, and uh, because he was anti-communist despite him being a, a quite a horrific autocrat and uh, sort of dictator he was backed by the USA because the USA always considers that it's better to have a dictator who is a anti-communist than a communist in, in power example South America South America and North Korea as well yeah. South Korea it happens quite a bit actually and uh, yeah that's it's quite a sad this is a sad topic, actually. But we move on. So, yes, as we said, DMM Foo Falls. That is where our story starts uh, in 1954. And France loses control over Vietnam. And a communist regime is placed in uh, in control of the North. And France leaves. They just, yeah, they, they, they're, they're, they're scared off. And I don't blame them, if I'm honest with yeah. you. Um, and uh, so International Peace Conference uh, splits Vietnam into North and South, as agreed. Uh, and they also agree on a country-wide elections in 1956. Yeah. But what was the problem with that? Well, uh, the US were a bit scared that if the communists won that election, there would be, be a communist, communist government. And they, they and have be, no reason They have no reason to, to stop yeah. it because it's so, a democratically elected yeah. government, which they're supposed to be all in favour for. <laughs> so they actually opposed the elections and they never took place what a surprise uh, yes this is the, not the first time on this podcast or in the Cold War or in history that um, promised elections didn't go ahead <laughs> uh, and it won't be the last no it won't be the last um, so uh, Ho Chi Minh actually uh, he lived in uh, France and trained in Moscow so he's a very very well educated man and, yeah. and also he travelled all over the place uh, to learn, not only learning under Stalin and under um various other communist leaders and things, but uh, he was considered by the people, he was incredibly popular with the people, with the people of, of uh, peasantry of Vietnam. I mean, yeah, one of the reasons is because of his um, radical land reforms, where he kind of, he took these landowners and the kind of rich peasants and he Which is such a weird, them. rich peasants is yeah. a weird phrase. <laughs> it's a weird but yeah, he... But he imprisoned them, he took away their money, and, um, and by 1955, almost one million... Um, North Vietnamese. Vietnamese had fled to the south. Yeah, some are under actually uh, under um, not orders but suggestion by the, yeah. by the Americans because uh, they weren't happy with what their country was doing because they were they weren't communists they were you know they were they they would consider themselves and capitalists. S- some of them owned land. <laughs> some of them owned land, or they don't anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. Um, that was so yeah. So the, uh, the communists um, created the Nib- uh, National Liberation Front. I kind of put nibble. Which is a weird. <laughs> I mixed national and liberal, and it ended up nibble. 
I don't, I don't, so they create the nibble. And, <laughs> no, so they, uh, the communists create the National Liberation Front or Viet Cong, as it was known uh, by the enemies. They didn't call themselves Viet Cong, but we yes. know them as Viet Cong, or um, the America does anyway. Uh, so that's who we're on about. Yeah, we will say Viet Cong in the future. In the rest of the podcast, it will come up a lot. Um, they are the National Liberation Front, the uh, kind of army created by the North, uh, and they uh, were backed by Moscow and China. Uh, and actually, um, John F. Kennedy, who was who, uh, quite recently the president uh, by yes. this point, so we're now we've now moved ahead a bit because there, there's fighting between North and South, as you know, the, it, throughout this this whole throughout the uh, second half of the fifties, actually throughout all of the fifties, really. Yeah. But um, and now we've moved into the sixties, so uh, JFK has just become president, um, and he's had a speed made a speech where he said, "We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to ensure the survival and the success of liberty." That's quite. I must admit, that's quite a good speech. Yeah, it's I'll give him speech. that. Yeah. It's quite good. Whether he held up to it is another question. But then, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily his fault because he died very shortly yes. after. Um, but we'll again get into that uh, in in a, in a bit uh, because he needed to look good, really, because this is within a year of his election. He was elected the youngest. I think the youngest, still the youngest man to ever be president or something Possibly. like that. One of the youngest uh, to be ever be elected president. He was a Democrat and he was elected. And within a year of his election, uh, he after the, we had the Bay of Pigs disaster and the crisis in Berlin, he wanted to show strength in Asia because people were losing faith in him. That's actually Theodore Roosevelt. Was he really? Yeah. I think I actually knew that. 42. How um, old was um, JFK then? He was 33. Ah, so he was close. Very yes, close. Very but, close. So Roosevelt was just that bit younger. Yeah, just so one, of the younger. Young, one of the youngest. One of the youngest. 43 is, is young to be president, I'd say. It's very young. You know, well, that's... I feel like it's young because of who we've got. But I No, like... I think, you know, to be the ruler of a... Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be president. I can't, but no. I also wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't also want to be a politician. It just seems like a lot of unnecessary effort. Uh, you know, because imagine having like, about half a country hate you. Yeah, just just really don't like you and your policies. It's 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 quite a lot to take on. Anyway, this is literally half. This is literally half a country hating you because it's two countries in, in in a way. Um, so they feared the U.S. feared that losing Vietnam would lead to communism uh, taking over all of all of Asia. Yeah, because they believed in the domino theory, which we'll briefly go over now. The domino theory was this idea that if one country falls, then another country will fall to communism. Another, and also fall to communism is the way they always put it. Yes, it's yeah. not like become they will fall to communism. It's a it's a it's a downgrade in their opinion. Um, I'm not going to pass any judgment here personally. If you want to be a communist or a socialist, that's absolutely fine. And if you want to be a capitalist, that's also fine. There's no point going into it now. Yes. Um, we're here just to be observers of <laughs> the war crimes. But um, uh, that's not a war crime, by the way. Uh, the domino theory that's doesn't that's not come the war crimes come later um <laughs> so uh they uh, believe yes if 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 vietnam falls then cambodia will fall and then eventually you know india will yeah. fall and they will just lose asia completely i mean yeah, like yeah india is just a massive powerhouse in asia oh yeah anyway, it's still anyway. it's still no it's not it's just it's just left british control in yeah for at the end uh-huh. of the war end of the second world war so they are very scared but if that falls they are yeah because there's a lot another one another country with a huge population and an enormous industry yeah um partly the british because of the british british empire I'm not saying that's a good thing necessarily because we were horrible to them as yes. we have uh, mentioned before in this podcast yes we did a whole podcast about this. <sighs> and the british empire is just so it's not fun no anyway <laughs> um this is nothing about them this is about vietnam um so 
uh, yes, yeah, so they, they feared that they would lose, uh, they would yeah. lose Vietnam. So they, so the U.S. were very, very adamant. They had to keep the South, especially, uh, and actually, um, uh, uh, villages, uh, village leaders, sorry, in the South were being assassinated by the Viet Cong. And as of uh, in, just in 1961, just in the year, four thousand Southern officials were killed, which is insane. That's a lot, you know, because. Think about how many days in the year there are. 365 days in the year. 4,000 killed in one year. Yeah. That's like more than one a day. And I can't bother to do any further math than that. <laughs> but it's definitely more than one a day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's quite horrific, really. Uh, and it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. So um, the uh, to combat this, Ziem's troops burned villages to the ground to find the Viet Cong. Yeah. So the ZM, as uh, to remind you, is the leader of the South, uh, and yeah, so he, he burnt the Viet Cong. So I tried to find the Viet Cong by burning the villages, and and the people who occupied these villages, who were just people, just trying to live their lives, yeah. uh, were moved to strategic hamlets built under the supervision of American advisors. So yeah. the American sort of way, the way Americans have have. have gone into vietnam they started with advisors they started with this lots of advisors and then they'll move on to marines later on uh, which we'll go into so start to start off advisors went over there to to talk them through things the yeah. south through things uh and un- unsurprisingly these upheavals were unpopular and actually gained new recruits for the Viet Cong. yeah so who knew who knew yeah what a surprise. What a surprise. But uh, the US advisors taught um, the South Vietnamese uh, counterinsurgency and uh, violence was, was, was sort of just part of the routine, yeah. really. There's some really quite horrific footage of all of the Vietnam War. Uh, and we'll go into the footage of it uh, later as well, if we have time. <laughs> I mean, very important. It is very of, important. It's the first war on TV, it's basically. The first TV war. Yeah. And we'll I'll talk about what that means a bit later. Uh, so... Uh, there's some really horrific videos of, of soldiers sort of kicking and hitting and shooting yeah. people just 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 in the street. Yeah, you know, uh, war's horrible, isn't it? But important to learn about. We just yes. can't forget war because then, in theory, we won't repeat it. <laughs> is the idea? Is the idea? Uh, that's yeah. why World War Two never happened. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So. Uh, the U.S. actually, there's sorry, the U.S. Secretary of Defense, uh, Robert McNara who we'll mention quite a few times in this, uh, who is actually known for getting the US involved in the Vietnam War. Yeah. is kind of the driving force if of you, this. If you Google him, it's like... Known what for he's known for. Getting the US into um, this. Uh, he argued in 1962 that although ZM and his methods were autocratic, uh, horrible, <laughs> in another word, uh, due to, but, but he said that due to the chaos and anarchy he was faced with in his country, that his autocratic methods in a democratic framework, is how he phrased it, uh, is justified. I don't know if I necessarily agree with him there, no. but okay, that's one way of looking at it. Um, and actually, ZM's um, uh, reforms and regime was very, very unpopular for many reasons, including the upheavals and the burning of villages. What a surprise. People aren't really on your side when you burn down the house. Um, but uh, also, that we mentioned earlier, he's Catholic in a Buddhist country, and um, Buddhist monks burnt themselves uh, in, in Saigon in 1963 in the summer. As a protest of his relig- religious yeah. intolerance, and there's there's quite famous images mm-hmm. of them just sitting down and setting themselves on fire. It's quite horrific. Very horrific. Um, you know, as as a sort of protest. I mean, it, uh, it's the it's a it's a protest that we're not very really used to, especially no. in 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 the West. Yeah, it's quite a sight to behold in the most morbid of ways. Yeah, you know. Um, 
but it, it's it's all part of the all part of the horrors of this war. Yeah. You know, it's 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 part of the Kinda, menu that's just horrific. It's another it's another thing in the war of Vietnam. Oh yeah, despite all these killing all these innocent civilians and bombing everything in sight and Agent Orange and Napalm and all this sort of stuff. Uh, we also some monks burnt themselves alive <laughs> to protest religious intolerance. Uh, oh, actually, groups of he was so unpopular as he Groups of generals um, uh, plotted a coup uh, and then uh, asked for the U.S. support, and the U.S. refused. But didn't do anything to stop the coup as well. Very sneaky of the U.S. There, go. We can't support this, but we won't tell anyone about. Sounds it. Sounds a bit like the Bear Pigs. A little bit, yeah. Um, but uh, actually. They um, expected, the US expected to withdraw their 16,000 military advisors that they sent over. By the end of 1965, that was the plan. The first unit yeah. of withdrawal would be um, completed in 19 days by December 1963. But many horrific events uh, took uh, overtook this. You know, it, it became un- impossible to do so because of what followed. On the 1st of November 1963, generals attacked presidential the presidential palace believing they would have u.s support and uh the government was overthrown by the next day on the 2nd of november uh ziem and his brother was murdered by his own soldiers after taking refuge in a church the people were in support in saigon but this left the country with no clear leader so some uh, you know chaos in vietnam really uh although the autocratic government was overthrown ziem has been killed they now have no leader mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're going to do and this isn't helped on the 22nd of november um, 1963 jfk the president john f kennedy is murdered yes. he's assassinated can you give us a bit of background about that so yeah he was assassinated on the friday um the 22nd of november of 1963 um at 12 30 p.m um and he was uh, lunchtime lunchtime yeah it's quite a rude time to shoot someone yeah. Um, he was riding as all good uh, assassinees do within an open top car. Yes, presidents do not do that Very anymore. slowly. They no, do not do that anymore. Do it was a motorcade. <laughs> um, yes, and he was riding with his wife and the Texas governor and the Texas governor's wife. And he was fatally shot by a man called Lee Harvey Oswald, who was a former US Marine um, who fired gunshots from a nearby building. Or, um, as some people believe, the uh, the the hill... The grassy yeah, knoll. Grassy knoll. Uh, yeah, there are many conspiracy theories around about uh, the uh, killing of JFK. We won't go into them now because it's can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> mainly. Also, um, probably almost definitely not true. Probably. But... Not. Um, so we're not really one for conspiracy theories on this uh, no. on this podcast. So this is a history podcast. We don't want to go go through that all that. I can't be bothered. It's just a lot of effort. There's enough to talk about in Vietnam anyway. So um, yes, he was shot by uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, who was arrested, and actually. He was shot as well. Yeah, wasn't he? he was shot by a man called Jack Ruby, who was a Dallas nightclub um, operator, and he was just, yeah, he, well, he went down to the basement of the Dallas police um, headquarters and killed him. And then and that's on film as well. Mm-hmm. Both of them are. There's yeah. a computer film of of JFK's assassination. If you want to watch that. Well, that's the thing is he was pronounced dead thirty minutes after the shooting happened. Um, President John Kennedy, which yeah. if you've seen the video, it's surprising it took that long. I mean. To, his head isn't exactly intact no, by the end of it. No, um, that's morbid and over the top. Well, that's, that's enough for now. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, he's, uh, his vice president Lyndon B. Johnson becomes president. Uh, yeah. In you know, just as Truman did uh, after the death of Roosevelt. Although this one's a lot more sudden and scary mm-hmm. uh, and sad. But um, it's all sad, really. Death of death is sad. Uh, and actually, he become I believe he becomes pretty. Became president on Air Force One within like an hour or something. Yeah, like. yeah. and um, well, of course, you don't so much so that Jackie Kennedy, his JFK's wife, was wearing his blood-soaked 
uh, jacket. Yeah. Well, her jacket, which was soaked in his blood um, from the shooting. I mean, you don't really want that power vacuum for two No, years. no, of course not. So, so uh, that didn't help the Vietnam withdrawal. No, I mean, yeah, like, the assassination of John Kennedy was, I think, I mean, he was the first, well, he's the first president, not the first president, but he was, no. it had been many, quite many a while yeah. before. Uh, the last one was yeah. um, um, William McKinley, William McKinley in 1901. So, you know, 60 years. A long years time. Since the last assassination of a president. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, so that, 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 that's two assassinations of, of world leaders very, very quick, soon after each other. Yes. Um, so yes, I say uh, LBJ as we'll we'll say LBJ because like JFK, we jo- we'll say Johnson or LBJ because it's Lyndon B. Johnson. That's who we're on about the president, Lyndon B. Johnson. LBJ um, took over and he was determined not to lose Vietnam. He didn't want to lose it because yes. of the domino theory, uh, which we mentioned earlier. So he sent uh, McNara, the uh, Secretary of Defense, um, to repledge the U.S.'s support of uh, to the South Vietnam cause, yeah. uh, and he says McNara said in a statement. Um, We'll stay as long as it takes, provide whatever help is required to win the battle against the communist insurgents. Yeah. And uh, actually, General William uh, Westmoreland uh, was a, vet- a veteran of Korean World War um, II. Himself took charge as President Johnson began to increase the American war effort uh, by sending uh, more people, basically. Yeah. Uh, and actually, he said himself, uh, Westmoreland said himself, some of our policies were trial and error. Because this was a very unprecedented um, war. Yeah, unlike anything they've ever fought before. Uh, so in August 1964, uh, the sort of beginning of the US, um, the real US uh, involvement in Vietnam. In August 1964, the American destroyer USS Maddox uh, was on patrol in the Gulf of Tonkin and um, exchanged uh, fire with a, a North Vietnam, uh, well, not Vietnamese, sorry, torpedo boats. Uh, and two days later, the ship's captain thought they were under attack again. But actually, uh, pilot Vice Admiral James Stockdale uh, was unsure about this, so he was above the situation. And, yeah. And uh, when they he, when they said that they were firing at these boats, he couldn't see any boats that they were they were looking at. Um, that they were being attacked by, as it were. Uh, but the Pentagon ignored this conflicting evidence and uh, said that there was a said that there was an, an attack. Uh, and McNara so retaliated to this second um, unprovoked. I'm going to put in air quotes uh, <laughs> attack. Um, because they, they so they uh, struck the uh, naval bases um, of the uh, North Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and LBJ actually used this incident to push the Tonkin Gulf uh, Resolution through Congress, allowing him to wage war in Vietnam. So, a completely, almost possibly, very much so, made up event. Yeah, there's a good chance <laughs> that the attack that meant that they could go into Vietnam was... was not what it seemed. We'll yes, go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Because we, we, we don't know the fact. We, no, we, we weren't don't. there. Um, I don't want to insinuate anything about the US government unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, actually, the Viet Cong, at the same time, stepped up their operations. They had uh, 770,000 men and women in the field. Uh, yeah. And they could move through the country. Most, they could move through most of the country. They were, they were basically kind of hidden. Um, I mean, if uh, you've seen any, any of the imagery of like the traps and the tunnels they use, oh yeah, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. It's ingenious though. Is the is the other thing? Is yeah, incredible. I clever. mean, they they these had these tunnels that were essentially almost entire military bases just formed out of tunnels underground, and it's, they had infirmaries, they had sleeping, they had ammunition stocks, they had everything. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So they, 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 um, they, the Viet Cong repeatedly launched attacks in the heart of Saigon, actually. So, the, you know, focusing on the main point. Because they, so that's quite interesting that they could attack the capital. Because in most, in most wars, you know, you just march to the capital and eventually get there. Like you think about the World War Two, the end of Berlin, when they got to Berlin, it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, this one, they were already there, you know, they, they were already there. Because they, they used, um, Quite famously, uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll mention. We'll go we'll into too much detail because there's just not enough time. They yeah. used guerrilla tactics. Not the first people to do it, but they were the kind of the most infamous. So, what 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 are guerrilla tactics? As a sort of a brief uh, description of them. Uh, well, they're kind of an irregular warfare. You won't see them by major powers. Yeah. Um, where groups of combatants, which kind of paramilitary personnel, but also civilians and irregulars, which you talked about in the Battle of Fishguard. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Not... Go listen to that episode if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what they are, go listen to that episode. Um, and they'll use stuff like ambushes and sabotage and raids, petty warfare, like hit and run tactics, stuff like that, yeah. to just... Um, you can't see me! Yeah, thing, to you know. basically just fight large and less mobile militaries. Like, the ones that they can run around. Yeah, it's often a smaller and... military force against a large one. Much, much, yeah. much larger military force, because that military force will just take too long to retaliate. Yeah. So they will... Do a bunch of damage really quickly and then retreat. It's very much using your own uh, numbers and your own uh, mobility to your advantage. Yeah, isn't like it? if you don't have more numbers, what can you do? Well, this is change tactics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, this this led to a constant state of crisis in Saigon. You know, ministers uh, were introduced and then left or killed. Uh, yeah. You know, regime was unpopular uh, one regime was unpopular and taken down and the next one was unpopular and corrupt and taken <laughs> down and the next one was and it's just it was just a, a mess really and um actually uh, lbj in the 1964 campaign because uh, he, he's running for president again uh it's not it's not exactly re-election because he wasn't elected the first no, time he was yeah. vice president so it's a it's a sort of election re-election sort of thing um so in the campaign uh, he played up cold war fears in uh, in ads in in political adverts which i'm quite glad we don't have in this country if i'm totally honest with you because they're um i believe it was the i believe it was in 2012 um that the democrats and republicans release so many adverts it would take more than a year to watch them all or something oh like God. that so uh they go a bit overkill i think yeah. sometimes um, and they also spend so much money on campaigns, but that's not what we're talking about now. Um, this... anyway, I mean, in the UK, we have a set limit. Exactly, and I, 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 I quite, I quite admire that. Um, anyway, so uh, the he, he played up Cold War fears in his ad, in his ad campaigns and portraying the Republican Party candidate uh, Barry Goldwater as a trigger happy uh, and a warmonger, and saying yeah. that you know if he's elected, he will just bomb everything with nuclear weapons and we'll all die. Um, actually, so much so that one of the uh, lines in one of his adverts, a quite a, uh, quite a horrific advert with a little girl counting uh, flowers. Hours, you know, petals. Yeah. Uh, she misses six. Misses, she? misses the number six. Which is just unforgivable. <laughs> uh, but she's taking petals off and counting uh, on this flowers, and then you hear another countdown, which is a voice of a. No, yeah, she counts a, out a, a, and a, a, a of a, like a, um, a nuclear countdown yeah. sort of thing. They and, don't um, miss the number six. They don't miss the number six. Imagine they did. Like, <laughs> I, you've got a nuclear weapon, and you don't know how many numbers <laughs> there are between 10 and 1. <laughs> um, but uh, it actually said at the end uh, it's, Johnson said in his, own, in his own voice it said um, we must all love each other or we must die which is quite like I'm all for tolerance but I don't think love is necessary <laughs> love, oh, it, was just, it was quite the of course not of course if you're from North Vietnam no. <laughs> you know. well um, I mean it works yeah, landslide landslide, landslide. Yeah. no Barry Goldwater was nowhere near um, and actually Ho Chi Minh uh, to, to go back to um, uh, North Vietnam, 
now because they, they had virtually no industry. Yeah. You know, they were they were almost all farms and farming uh, uh, villages and things. Uh, and Ho Chi Minh sought aid from China and the USSR. Uh, and actually, Soviets used Vietnam as evidence to compare capitalists versus communists. They were going, look, the communists have got their stuff together. Capitalists, they keep getting rid of getting rid of ministers and things, yeah. and they keep going crazy. And I gotta give it to them; they've got a point. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think necessarily that communism or capitalism one is better than the other. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not here to judge, but they have got a point yeah. <laughs> in this I mean, particular you, case. You been? He's been there for a long time. Yeah, and he's got immense public support. And a, a huge army, as, as, as we've said, um, that he can mobilize at any time. Yeah. You know. Uh, and uh, so the attacks continued uh, with, with support from China and the USSR. Uh, Viet Cong attacked uh, a Plateau Air Base where eight Americans were killed and 100 were wounded. Um, and this has led uh, LBJ to launch Rolling Thunder, which if you've heard of before, um, it's quite the, quite a famous part of the American strategy yes. in Vietnam. What was Rolling Thunder? Well, uh, Operation Rolling Thunder um, was a um, basically a, a gradual and sustained aerial bombardment um, by the US Air Force, um, which kind of ended in US failure. They lost yeah. a lot of... Um, aircraft they lost 922 um aircraft and they actually 1000 over 1000 um were killed um or wounded or captured on the US's side yeah um so correct me if i'm wrong correct me if i'm wrong but it was sort of the US's plan to just bomb as much as possible yeah they had they had kind of four objectives of of the kind of yeah. where they just bombed north vietnam was kind of um they wanted to boost morale in the republic of vietnam because obviously they were Failing quite yes. bad at that. Yeah. Um, persuade North Vietnam to cease its um support for for the communist insurgency in South Vietnam. Right. Um, and they kind of wanted to do it without having to send ground forces in. So this yeah. was like the whole. This was the easiest way. We'll just bomb them until they give up. <laughs> um, they want kind to of like what the British did in the um, Zanzibar War. Yeah, it? the shortest one history, by the way. Interesting history fact for you there. Thirty-eight minutes it lasted. Let's, let's talk about that one. We will minute do by minute. We could, yeah, we could actually do it basically. <laughs> anyway, uh, you Rolling Thunder. Um, and they also wanted to, uh, to, to destroy North Vietnam's uh, transportation system, uh, their industrial bases, their air defenses, and halt the flow of um, men into South Vietnam. Um. And, you know, these, like, objectives actually made it really difficult for the US. They kind <laughs> of they kind of stumped themselves um, and in trying to do this because they, they set, set these... Instead of just... Because as much as it was just bomb Vietnam until they give up, there was also these set goals they had to do. Yeah. And it, it was a lot of effort and a lot of time and money and bombs that just didn't work in the end and it didn't really help. Yeah. Um... And actually, uh, the so the uh, part I said one of the, one of the aims was to get the North Vietnamese to surrender yeah. and to negotiate. They did not respond, so it didn't no. work no. at all, uh, really. Uh, and then that that this led to the first American ground troops landing in uh, da, uh, Da Nang in um, March 1965. Another kind of fun operation that yeah. a lot of people don't know is an operation called Operation um, Popeye. Yes, that's a fun title already. It is a fun title. Good start. But, I mean, very quickly, um, basically what they did is they managed to figure out a way to um, extend monsoon um, season over oh, right. areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail by changing the weather. With we'll the go into what the Ho Chi Minh Trail is in a bit. Yes. Um, but, yeah. But, the... yeah, so they, they, they managed to basically change the weather 
um, over Cambodia and Laos without telling them. They're without governments. telling them. Yeah, they, yeah. Just, they just kind of did it. Cambodia um, and Laos are bordering on Vietnam. Yes. As well. And it um, softened road services, it created landslides, but like they they like changed LBJ's victory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, changed the weather, the weather to That's try and win this war, and it still didn't work. <laughs> Move heaven and earth, and we still lose <laughs> and look ridiculous. Um, you say that? Yeah, that is an interesting operation, Popeye. Yeah, um, changing the weather changing for America. Weather for America, very fun. Um, so that was that was the air. That was what they tried to do in the air. Yeah. Bombing and weather changing on the ground. They now have troops on the on the ground officially uh, in in uh, in Vietnam. So these were Marines, and they were actually uh, reports say they were excited to do something other than training. Yeah, you know they're actually quite excited to do a war, which is fair enough. But it ended right. up being the longest military war in U.S. history. So they could, you know, bit off more than they could chew is a very good way of putting yeah. this, really, because uh, um, the. This led to the the, the uh, Viet Cong bombing American emb- the American embassy in Saigon three weeks later, uh, as a, as a respite as a response, but also just because that's probably quite a good move for them, uh, you know, strategically. Yeah. Uh, not for you know humans because that's quite horrible, but uh, and actually, um, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson believed that China was behind the attacks. He was he was adamant that it was China, uh, and he believed the objective of the North Vietnamese under the influence of China was not just not not to unify Vietnam that was that was like a bonus but yeah. it, but um you know Ho Chi Minh was always saying that he just wants a unified independent Vietnam that's what he wants uh, and the, the only way he's, the only reason he's talked to Soviets and China is because they can give him aid yeah. you know he's not there because he wants to be part of the Soviet Union I, he just wants to be he wants to be independent because he has been independent for, for his entire life <laughs> and for many many years beyond that he just wants independence so that, but you know as i said uh, Johnson felt that uh it wasn't just to unify Vietnam, it was actually to take over all of Asia and make it all communist. Yeah. Um, actually, to prove him wrong, uh, China was now supplying less aid than the Soviet Union, and there's more tension between the Soviet Union and China, which we'll go into near the end. Uh, so they, they uh, now we've got the North North Vietnamese pilots, although they weren't given many planes by the USSR, they right. were being trained in the USSR, actually, in the Soviet Union itself, because uh, the USSR saw it as the North Vietnamese fighting for independence, which... Ho Chi Minh always said they were yeah. uh, against the Americans, so they had to help. They had to help, yeah. you know. Uh, but again, this is during the Cold War, right in you know, kind of the middle of the Cold War, uh, the, the worst conflict of the Cold War as mm-hmm. well. Um, by, I can say by far, but I'm not sure if that's right. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's all quite horrible. Um, Afghanistan as well is a horrible, yeah. horrible war. The Ru- Russians were in that. Um, that was that was kind of a Russians. They were considered like Russia's Vietnam. Yeah. Well. That's another thing. The Vietnam War has become such an infamous battle, such an infamous failure as well, that other countries, when they lose horrifically, it's called their Vietnam. Yeah. Even retrospectively, like the Boer War was in the 18, uh, 1890s, 1890-1902, right? That was the Boer War. Yeah. And it's now called the Britain, Britain's Vietnam, <laughs> even though Vietnam was, you know, decades after it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, so the, yeah, they, they saw it as, uh, that's the thing, don't forget that, Due to the tensions at the time, and they both got they both got nuclear weapons. And they both tested them. Uh, U.S. have used them in in, uh, in Jap- Japan. The first, the only use of it in the natural combat. They yes. both have them. Soviets and the U.S. So they're very very worried about this. Mutually sort of destruction is is, is where mm-hmm. we where we're heading to. You know, if we're not there already, because um, they're not sure. Uh, so 
they know that they can't face head on. They yeah. cannot be in a war one against the other because they everyone will die. Yeah. So this is one where the US have gone in with their troops. So the Soviets can't use their troops. They can send aid, but they can't be directly fighting the US because that will lead to destruction. Because yeah. um, they don't, both don't want to die. That's the main thing in the Cold no, War. Yeah. Both of them don't want to die, but also don't want the other one to to live succeed i'd gonna i was gonna go with yeah live (laughs) i suppose um so uh the Viet Cong attacks continued uh continued you know continued continuously um they continued and the uh, actually they they hit a military outpost um dong sway uh which was destroyed in june and, and that led to um uh, many uh, civilian carriage casualties and there's also the killing of a an elite south vietnam vietnamese regiment so yeah, it's all quite horrible. Uh, and it's again, it's only going to get worse. Uh, so um, McNara, the Secretary of Defense, uh, returned to Vietnam to assess the war, but he was didn't really seem interested by all accounts, by um, accounts of the, of the time and uh, people around him, uh, that he was really interested in what the Vietnam's uh, wanted and the Vietnamese opinion. Yeah. He would just sort of ask what's going on and then tell them what to do. And there was no sort of like, maybe don't burn all of our houses down. <laughs> but, oh, well. Um, and... Uh, then uh, this meant this led to uh, LBJ ordering a raise of um, from seventy five thousand to one hundred twenty five thousand men in Vietnam. Yeah. So that's quite the significant yeah, jump. And he was men. exactly he was completely ready as well. Um, he was completely ready to bump up any um, to give any more support needs. Uh, and this was as we mentioned earlier, this is the first television war Vietnam. Yeah. Um, so what, what what kind of is a television war in a very basic sort? It was that sort of. I mean, essentially, it's that we started, um, we had the technology at the time to take kind we of... We have the technology. To take um, news That's reports. That's the same old reference from a very early episode. Is so it? So people who... who is it from um, The Six Million Dollar Man? Oh, <laughs> it's The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, you remember, wow, you remember me remember talking that, about... Yeah, I do remember you talking about... That was, that was like episode two or something, <laughs> wasn't was, it? was, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so basically... Um, we we had the technology to take yeah. um, uh, cameras, cameras and... and news reporters and and uh, to Vietnam and these um, the the atrocities that the were Marines, on camera they, yeah, they couldn't they, they can hide them. they were recorded and they were broadcast straight to US and television. The, 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 one of the biggest things as well was um, the speed. Because like filming is all well and good, and that's definitely very helpful. But the speed in which those were shown in yeah. America, because before wars, you know, if you think of, I think back to the um, uh, the Crimean War, eighteen fifty four, the reports from the battlefield and such, like the Charge of the Light Brigade and all that, yes. um, that took weeks to get uh-huh. back to London uh, through letters and through uh, posts and stuff, and then they had the telegram, and then they had you know, uh, the, uh, updated and updated. But now this, you know, you could have footage from Vietnam shown in in America the next, you know, that evening sort of thing. Yeah. It, was, it was it was a very very fast um, uh, movement, and that's what made it so in- incredible. And and this was the first time in history that the public was seeing what the soldiers were doing. And I must admit, what the soldiers were doing, whether it, they were ordered to or not, whether you know, that's not here to debate whether you yes. know it was lawful or, 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 or it was all awful uh, what they were doing in the eyes of the american public was um was wrong yeah you know and and this led to enormous um backlash, backlash. and actually for example i mean i, th- I think they're right because for example um there was a cbs report uh which said that 150 homes were burnt by u.s troops in retaliation to a single burst of gunfire yeah and what they were doing 
is just trying to find the Viet Cong because they, they could not distinguish Viet Cong from villagers. No. Uh, and that was the problem. So they just, they were, they were sort of this weird paranoia where they just went, well, therefore everyone's a Viet Cong or, or everyone could be a Viet Cong. So it's better safe than sorry. Yeah. In a horrible way. Um, and actually, it, uh, so yeah, that, that, that was why. So the, the, the televised war is, is one of the um, most key things about this war is that people saw it. And we'll go into a little bit later the um, the immense uh, backlash and the immense protests that, that happened as a result in America. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back to the war, as it were, uh, in the uh, in Yardrang uh, Valley, uh, in the central highlands of Vietnam, uh, the armies would meet head-to-head for the first time. And this was the first major battle of the war. And although the US did defeat the uh, Viet Cong in this battle, the casualties were heavy, with 2,000 Viet Cong were killed and uh, 300 US troops were killed. Uh, but there was a victory, in a sense, for the Viet Cong as well, because they kind of proved to themselves that they had they could hold their own yeah. against the Americans, and this convinced them that they could also win and fight and beat the Americans. Uh, but they needed to force the Americans to fight how they wanted, which is hand-to-hand in the guerrilla-style tactics yeah. that they, they, they were accustomed to. The Americans weren't. The Americans were not used course, to this yeah. at all. Uh, and so the South Vietnamese soldiers met... Uh, the mid- sorry, the South Vietnamese met U.S. soldiers uh, with hostility, actually, because they were burning their houses down yeah. and bombing them a lot. So they were, they were a bit surprised by that, but the South Vietnamese weren't particularly ha- happy with them. And uh, they found it very difficult to distinguish civil and civilians from uh, Viet Cong, as was said. Uh, and actually, one of the quite horrible things that we found out when we were researching this was um, uh, the soldiers were told by command... Because the main thing, the problem was, you know, you could tell a Viet Cong uh, from a... Uh, civilian when he shoots at you is the kind yes. of idea yeah. there but when they're dead and there's no weapons around how do you distinguish and what they were told by command is if they were dead in Vietnamese it's VC meaning Viet Cong yeah. which is horrible that horrific. means you can that means you can potentially have killed thousands of civilians and chopped them up as military deaths because you just said I mean they did, they did they did oh they did they yeah. killed I think over a hundred thousand civilians I'm fairly sure I, I told you this war was fun ugh so yeah, that was the that was the backlash in Vietnam itself um, against the soldiers, um, for I think for good reason, um, and actually uh, instead of trying to hold territory, which you would do in a normal war, you know, in your in your average your average run of the mill war, um, instead of trying to hold territory and gain more land, what they actually did, the U.S. did, um, was they. Uh, the, the, they use their superior mobility to try to do search and destroy um, missions. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it, it, it's again, this is an unprecedented war. It's a different way of approaching war. They, they've never fought a war like this at all. Uh, because they didn't, they, 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 the, the main thing is the US didn't want Vietnam. They didn't want to keep, they didn't want to keep it. You know, they didn't want to have a takeover. They just want South Vietnam to not be attacked by the North. Uh, uh, and they don't want communism ever. Uh, ever. They don't want it near them. That's their opinion. Uh, so, the uh, the attempt to save South Vietnam, which is what this was, was actually destroying it. Yes. So that's why they were really unpopular, and they yeah. still are to this day. Uh, you know, you can still see the the damages made by the Korean. I mean, the yeah. Korean War. That too, but the um the, the Vietnam War. I mean the ca- I mean the chemical like project um like Agent Orange. Agent sorry, Orange um, and Napalm. Napalm, yeah. I mean it still affects the. Oh yeah, big time. That's today. It's horrific. There's some some of the uh, most iconic pictures of all time, 
there's that um, children running away from from uh, from napalm and Agent Orange. And yeah, their clothes have burnt off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because that's what we, that's what the aim was with those with those two chemicals was just to burn away the forest. So because the, the idea is that if you if you if the there's no forest for the Viet Cong to hide in then they'll be able to find them yeah. and kill them. Um, and so they just burnt the forests to, to the ground, a lot of them. And Vietnam's got a lot of forests, so they had quite the job doing that. <sighs> Sorry, I just got really sad. Yeah. Um, so on, on March the 23rd of March, uh, eight, 8 o'clock in the morning, another quite unreasonable time, not quite unreasonable, I think we had 2am a couple of weeks ago, but uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, um, the North Vietnamese artillery destroyed aircraft and they also killed the US quartermaster. Um, they attacked the police training school and killed uh, lots of uh, trainee police officers while they were watching a movie. That's well. very rude of them. <laughs> it is. I don't want to die in the cinema. No. Uh, anyway, I don't want to die. I do want to die eventually. Oh, that sounds weird. I don't want to live forever. I don't want to die, though. I don't want to like die horrifically. I want to... I don't want to just go on forever because I think that's a lot. Very deep of you, Ryan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, 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 do, I do nothing if it's not profound. Um... <laughs> So uh, yes, so the, so the, these attacks are still continuing, yeah. battling back and forth. It's never going to end, and not in this podcast because we we've we've cut the point off before the end of the war. Um, but sorry, it's just really quite difficult to get through because it's a really horrible, it's horrible really thing, horrible. isn't it? But again, worth knowing because the idea is with history in general. If you remember history, you're not doomed to repeat it. Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Yes. Is a phrase by I'm not actually sure who. I feel bad for not knowing that. I feel like I should. Um, but we, 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 we march on, uh, and, uh, in an attempt to encourage the North Vietnamese to negotiate, actually, Lyndon B. Johnson stopped Rolling Thunder, which was the, you know, continuous bombing from earlier, um, which they were doing this whole time and they stopped it. Uh, and then they started again and the tactic failed. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, um, once if you bomb someone, not bomb them and then bomb them again, they're, they're not particularly happy to talk to you. Really. Um, Winston Churchill changed the quote. There's originally a man called George Santayana in George Santayana. So, and I said five. Sorry, Churchill kind of popularised it by changing. Yeah, it. What he, did he change? He paraphrased it. it. Uh, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. I, I can do it in Churchill's accent, in Churchill's voice. Those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. There you go. It's my Churchill. That's the first time I think I've done that in this <laughs> podcast. Ever, which is surprising. That We're is twenty quite episodes. Surprising. I'm quite anyway. That's my church's impression. Uh, if you want more of it, please tell me, because I'm more than happy to oblige. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, back to the sad stuff. Uh, so, uh, the tactic failed. The Rolling Thunder stopping starting Rolling Thunder uh, failed. And uh, actually, um, one of the main points they were bombing, as we mentioned earlier, was the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which we'll go into now, because we've moved to a point where it makes sense in our planning that uh, <laughs> this is where the Ho Chi Minh Trail will be mentioned. Um, so the trail was a vital supply line, uh, supply route, uh, consisting of a network of tracks linking the north and south, as well as um, it also went through, because it went, sorry, it went, no, linked the north and south, yes. but it went through uh, central Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, actually, Cambodia and Laos ended up being uh, uh, suffered quite heavy bombing on the borders mm-hmm. um, due to this trail, uh, but they're apparently supposed to be neutral, you know. So that's that's not great. <laughs> um, the main uh, the, the the thing is that the chiefs, whenever chiefs recommended U.S. military inter- intervention in North Vietnam, they knew this could mean retaliation from the USSR and yeah. China, which was a really really um, Important thing to remember, uh, <laughs> and um, in and they they uh, they said on the in the several occasions that came up, they said in this case they would consider the use of nuclear weapons, which is scary. Don't 
Don't do that. Do that. Don't don't That's ever don't no, ever no, use no, no, a nuclear no. weapon. No one ever use one that's just not worth Please, it. Please. Please don't. don't. Um, if, you're, if you're listening and you have access to nuclear weapons, <laughs> don't. don't use them. I can remove access and the nuclear weapons. Just yeah, that would be I, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be nice? If all the world agreed to just not. <laughs> can we just can we just not, not people? <laughs> anyway, uh the main the the, the, the Everyone was very concerned throughout the entirety of the Vietnam War not to cause World War Three, which I think is fair enough. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that is um, quite a good concern to have. Um, yeah, I mean, don't cause World War Three is the is is a good is a good rule of thumb. Yeah, you know? I mean, um, growing tensions between the USSR and China kind of affected Soviet aid to to the North Vietnam because yeah, yeah. so cause, although they're a powerhouse. To having China just fall, fall, not just fall into communism in 1949, and we're now in the mid 1960s. Um, but they were both very power hungry. Yeah, you know? I mean, China like de- basically demanded the USSR handed over all the equipment um, for Vietnam at um, the Soviet Chinese border. Yeah, because the thing is, the USSR is not bordering Vietnam at all. Yeah, no, China no. is, China so they is. have the advantage. Yes, so um, uh, as the China basically said, we'll we'll, we'll give it to well, the we'll, Vietnamese. We'll, we'll um, give it to them. <laughs> They actually later discovered that the Chinese were keeping some of the equipment for themselves. Ah. So, uh, that's and that's great. actually that was that's a, a point which is interesting is that, that that they could send it meant that the Soviet Union could send the newest, up to date, amazingly deadly anti aircraft missiles to a capitalist Egypt, but not to in Vietnam in case it fell into the yeah. Chinese hands. Which I mean, really which is sh- supposed to be their ally. They've <laughs> yeah. got a treaty and everything. <laughs> They're supposed to be friends, but they. They're not. <laughs> they just didn't trust each other. No, I mean, no one trusts each other in this time. You yeah. know, everyone's hating everyone. And yeah, so the, that's that's quite interesting. So the, so the so China was kind of actively, whether through malice or not, which is a debate for another time, um, they were actively helping the Americans. Yeah, essentially. You know, uh, by not giving the Vietnamese the, yeah. the, all the weapons that were provided by the USSR. Uh, because, you know, I mean, I don't know if this was... Be- I don't know if this was because China hates Vietnam or doesn't want Vietnam to have them or they just want them themselves, which I think is probably more likely. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not a Chinese official, nor was I, uh, nor am I an expert on Chinese politics in any way. The only thing I know about Chinese politics, at least contemporary politics anyway, uh, is that um, Xi Jinping, the the current uh, leader of China, is, um, he apparently looks quite a bit like Winnie the Pooh and yes. he really, 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 really hates it when you point he it out. Does, doesn't he? I swear he's banned something. Yeah, he's banned Winnie the Pooh from yeah. the internet because they have a real control of the Chinese. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's contemporary. That's modern. That's, we're talking about Vietnam. Um, the Vietnam War. Uh, so, uh, this was, um, so that was, that was the China side of things. And on the US side of things, we, uh, aid to the president, Jack Valenti, uh, would call Vietnam at 7am every morning and give uh, Lyndon B. Johnson an update on the US casualties from the day before. Yes. So Johnson was very, very concerned. He mm. wasn't, he wasn't, he was really, really concerned about um, the, the war itself. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he was... Because, I mean, he didn't want all these no, Americans to die. He started getting to the point towards the end of his uh, presidency where he just really didn't want this war to continue. Oh, no, not at all. He wanted it to end as quick as possible. Which, when you look back at what he did at the start, where he's increasing... He was so, in, he was so yeah. into it, you know. And that's that's the thing with all of this Vietnam is that everyone was so into it at the beginning and then by the end it was just a horrific yeah. mess and they and they all want to leave and they want to die they want to cry you know yeah um and, and so in 1967 um B 52 bombers which are quite famous uh, bombing planes yeah. uh but they bombed communist bases near Saigon uh, trying to clear the area of of, of uh, Viet Cong 
and um that and the savagery and the sort of the seeming futility of the war uh that they could see on, on, on from the footage yeah. brought criticism uh at home in, in America from people you know higher like Martin Luther King as well yeah. was very very against he the war. He was very against it. Um, and so there was protests and marches and things and many many protest songs and things against the war. And it's just a. The thing is, I mean, they were sending. Uh, they in were the sending. Okay, they were sending black and yeah. black troops into these wars, and but then they just didn't treat them the same. They were dying for this country that didn't treat them as yeah. equals. I think was... a lot of unnecessary deaths. Honestly, too many, too many unnecessary deaths in, in this one conflict. Uh, and in, in August, um, Johnson extended bombing in the north to within 10 miles of the Chinese border. So he's getting dangerously close now, you know. Uh, it's only 10 miles of China. Uh, and he did he did make a statement saying that the Chinese government would have to worry. But, you know, they were probably quite worried. Yeah. You're bombing within 10 miles of their border. That's not nice. Oh. Um, not bombing in general, actually. <laughs> uh, really. So... Uh, he was uh, Johnson though was actually weakened by the anti-war uh, movement at home. He lost a lot of support. Yeah, and he was losing faith. I mean, know? landslide victory down to this. down to this. Yeah, I think um, everyone was losing faith really at this point. You know, in, in public, Johnson showed a display to, of support uh, to Westmoreland and his troops, the 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 general in the, leading the American forces in Vietnam. But you could tell behind closed doors, he I just mean, he just wanted it to he, end. I mean, there's, there's that video that we watched of him where he just says he's not going to run. Yeah, that's yeah, the just, thing is he... Um, he essentially doesn't resign, he quite, he goes to the end of his term, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, says, he, he finishes go, his term. I'm not going to do my second term. Yeah, he announced to uh, he announced to people, which actually was a real surprise. People uh, were really shocked yeah. by it, is that he was not going to seek uh, his the Democratic um, candidacy for president. Because he, he could re- he could go for a re-election because he wasn't elected. He was only elected once, so don't yes, forget. Yeah. Um, he only had like one year of presidency from the end of... Um, from 1964 and the end of 1963 when JFK passed away. Yeah. Uh, passed away. It wasn't, it was his, wasn't his choice. <laughs> that sounded like it was like, it was just like... Conspiracy no, podcast. No. Um, was when he was assassinated. Um, and uh, and then, uh, he, so he didn't he didn't seek uh, to be re-elected. Yeah. Instead, uh, we had Nixon after that. And so now we're coming to the end of this, as you might have to tell. We're, we're, we're sort of wrapping stuff up. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Yes. Yeah, so the main thing, the main, the main point, we'll just make this final point because I, I noticed that we're nearing the end of our time. Um, I think, but final big uh, battle that we 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 have to mention before the end of the yeah. uh, Johnson era. So, um, in nineteen sixty eight, massive preparations were made by the Viet Cong in the fields and in the rivers uh, for attacks throughout Vietnam, and weapons, ammunition, supplies were moved to the south for an offensive planned for the Vietnamese New Year Tet. Yes. Um, the Tet Offensive, which Tet you may have heard of because it is quite very famous. Famous. Um, they hoped it would spark widespread support for their cause. They hoped that if they proved that they could do this, um, more people would support them. And a lot, they would, they'd have quite a bit of support as well, yeah. especially in the South. Not especially in the South, but in the South, mainly for many reasons, but also because the US were bombing the South and burning <laughs> the South and things like that. Uh, and um, quite an interesting sort of quirk i guess quirky in the most horrid way uh taxis uh, carried chrysanthemums the flowers into saigon uh, with the uh, ak-47 hidden under yeah. them um which i must admit just reminds me of the scene in terminator 2 um where he's where arnold is carrying a box of roses and then he yeah. whips out a gun from it it's oh, a really so cool good. scene i'm sure it doesn't look like that in the in real life when they had the chrysanthemum ak-47 <laughs> but um you know, if I can connect it to the Terminator, I will. <laughs> um, 
So you're basically calling the North Vietnam the Terminator. <sighs> I mean, they were back. So. <laughs> they were back. They came back quite a bit. Um, <laughs> and they were hidden amongst the humans. And that makes it sound like they're not human. That's quite mean. <laughs> I meant more that the Terminators were disguised as humans and you weren't. Con- the point was you couldn't tell. We're now going into Terminator, which isn't necessarily relevant. It might be, but it's not. We've got so much time to just talk about. Let's just keep going about <laughs> Oh, Terminator. I'm so sorry. Um... I just want to say the Viet Cong were humans. This is one point I want to make. <laughs> they were not Terminators. They were not Terminators. Um, they were not robots from the future. Sent back. Okay, well, we so, don't know that. Oh, my God. Conspiracy. No, no, we don't do that on this podcast. Uh, so um, the Viet Cong changed their clothes and carried fake IDs. And actually, the people of Saigon, you know, in the, there's the south, 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 southern capital. Yeah. The southern capital. It, I don't know why it was so difficult to say that. The, the southern, southern capital. The southern capital. <laughs> um, uh, hid, them, hid the Viet, Viet Cong in their houses, actually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Westmoreland did actually know about the attack, apparently, um, but he didn't do anything to stop it. Because fun. That is kind of the. That's like, not, do, do, I do, think. Do you brag I'm not about sure. That? After an attack happens, do you go? Oh yeah, I know that was going to happen. Is that something you brag about? <laughs> Would you rather just complete ignorance? I mean, I, I mean, I, I, again, this is this is total speculation on my part. I, 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 I don't know, but um, it's quite possible that he wanted the attack to happen so that uh, he would have a reason to then attack further yeah, and, and be even more more. <laughs> Inhumane. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. But th- what did surprise him was the strength of the attack. He wasn't. He wasn't yes, yeah. that. And the public and the U.S. public as well, when they saw it, the Ted Offensive was incredibly huge and violent. Um, I mean, like, take this from the point uh, point of view from Americans watching at home. They are watching fighting, immense battles happening in the capital of South. Yeah, Vietnam. in the streets of Saigon. Yeah, which is. Just, just horrific. You know, imagine them. No, that that is that is having a war in um, Washington D.C. Yeah, it? that's what that's the, that's the that's equivalent. equivalent. Yeah, that's the having guns in uh, uh, gunfights in London sort of thing for yeah. us. That's that's what it is, which is quite a horrific thing to see. I, I'm sure. Um, the Viet Cong uh, charged the U.S. embassy, which is uh, always an unpopular decision. Um, yes. Especially for the US, uh, you know, because that's that's then that is then US people dying, yeah. and that's supposed to be like, not I was gonna say sacred. I don't mean that, but that's supposed to be you know politically um, neutral ground sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be a haven, and it's not, uh, you know. And th- this led to leading American officials losing faith in uh, Lyndon B. Johnson because he hasn't you know kind of fulfilled his promises of of, of great victory in, in Vietnam. The biggest battle in the war was to capture the ancient city of Hue. Uh, when the Americans did, they finally took weeks, and they finally did. Um, there's actually that's one weird one where there's, there's they literally interview soldiers on the front line. Basically, yeah. there's some these guys shoots over a wall, ducks down, and they go. So how's the war going? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's not going great, and it's just such a weird yeah, thing how, to watch. How long is it going to take? Oh, we're gonna be here, we're gonna be here for, for a few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. Um, but like, like asking them, have you lost it? Like, or have you lost like, any friends? And he's like, yeah, I lost yeah, a close friend dude, recently. All the t- all the time. What do you think we are, man? When they finally did capture it, the Americans found there was lots and lots of civilians murdered by the the communists. Yeah. Um, and due to the Tet Offensive, uh, McNara, the the, the um, Secretary of Defense, uh, was disillusioned and left office. He resigned, replaced by Clifford Clark. Yes. Uh, sorry, Cl- Clark Clifford, not Clifford Clark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clark Clifford. You didn't know. You didn't notice it. No, I didn't. Um, Clark Clifford. Uh, and Clifford uh, discovered it's his fault for having two first names as his name. Um, Elton John. Uh, no, I like Elton. Uh, uh, Clifford discovered uh, when changing office uh, that they didn't know how long, how many men they were going to lose. They didn't know how long uh, the war would take to uh, win, and 
they had no exit plan. They yeah. had no plan to finish the war. Kind of just the enemy would give up. Yeah, they just thought, we'll keep fighting. We'll keep bombing and burning and fighting and shooting. And hopefully they'll give up. Smartest, smartest big red dog. Um, ever, <laughs> ever to be in US office. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and as we said earlier, so Johnson did not seek um, yeah. the nomination for, for the president. Uh, and because he, he I, th- I think, and I don't blame him. No. But I think he was just so done with the war. He was yeah. just he just couldn't take it anymore. And I, I, I more power to him. You know, I, I respect for him for leaving the situation. I, I you know, you may th- it may be sort of cowardice. I don't know, but I wouldn't want to be in that situation. No, that is that's a hard one. Yeah. To uh to to get through. Uh, so the communists were determined to rule a unified Vietnam. That was what they wanted. They yes, wanted a unified they didn't Vietnam. Want... To Vietnam. Well, yeah, they wanted Vietnam under their rule, under the communist rule. That was their plan. And in peace, peace talks, peace negotiations in, in Paris in May 1968, um, they were very, very adamant on that. And these talks stalled. You know, they didn't go anywhere. Of course, um, because they wanted two different things. They wanted to. Was... Yeah, they had no. There was no way. There was no compromise. Yeah, they they would not compromise. You can't say we'll give you three quarters of Vietnam because they, that's not what they wanted. All of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, what didn't help. With uh, with these negotiations is is uh, is is Nixon and his campaign. So the Republicans were campaigning for president at the, at the time of this talk, yes. uh, his nice sixty eight election, um, and uh, in public Nixon supported the peace talks. He was all for them. He was all for peace. You know, wanted uh, uh, wanted Johnson to do well. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to surprise had, you. Well, in, he had um, yeah? on TV like very much. You, very, can, very you can watch videos of him being very, yeah, very, very open about it. Being like, we're not going to do Which anything to stop these um, these uh, peace talks from going on. We would do nothing. Yeah, to no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, like no honourable candidate would sort of thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, we we did remark when watching it when <laughs> doing research for this that um, I don't remember the last time a Republican candidate said something nice about a Democrat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't happen anymore. No one can agree. Is the problem. No. Including, no one can also agree, in these uh, peace talks. Segway! Nailed it. No, it's not. It's made better. It's improved. Um, I don't know why I sang it. That was was a bad decision. um, So, uh, what didn't happen? So, in in private, Nixon's campaign, there's no evidence it was Nixon himself. Uh, There's no evidence it was Nixon himself. Nixon's campaign uh, secretly talked with South Vietnam. And they basically said... uh, South Vietnam, hold off on a deal with Johnson because when Nixon becomes president, you'll get a better deal. Yeah, which isn't great. Also, it's literally not active, It's also not true. But <laughs> they were actively saying continue this horrific, bloody war for a bit because we'll be better. It's just thanks, the, Nixon, and campaign. the war would last another four years. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end it for today because Nixon uh, is about to become president and uh, um, that scares me. And we're also running out of time. And we're also, we've run out of time um, quite a lot. But yeah, that was that was Vietnam. A horrific war. Hor- and... Absolutely horrific. But, and I keep coming to that same thing, but it is still important that, you know, we must remember wars like this so that we don't have them again. And, th- and we didn't even have time to talk, but there's loads of interesting things about the... the um, the war itself, uh, it suffered like the the graffiti on the helmets, for example. Yeah. That's the first time that it was encouraged, not encouraged, but uh, it used to be banned. You know, they weren't like because it's a military uniform, but um, you know, they just gave up and they just uh, they graffitied their helmets. Some of them U.S. soldiers, and um, there's more. There's obviously more operations and 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 aerial campaigns and 
uh, there's a huge problem. We won't, we can't talk about it in this podcast because we're, you know, we want to be a yes. bit more family friendly. But there's a huge problem with um, uh, drugs and prostitution yeah. and things like that as well amongst the American soldiers. It was just it was just all all together a, a horrific, horrific time in history. Yeah. The sixties. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyway, that's probably enough Vietnam for now. Yeah. Let's try and lighten the mood a bit with this. It is estimated that one in every 200 men, or roughly 16 million people, are direct descendants of Genghis Khan. I don't know how he found the time to build his empire. (laughs) The entire population of the world could fit inside Los Angeles. That's probably why the traffic's so bad. (laughs) Anyway, that's enough for today. Uh, That's enough for the series as well. End of the series. Wow. Series finale, episode 20. We've done 20 episodes. Five months. Five months of this every Saturday. We've never not missed one. We have not missed one. Which I'm quite proud of us for. And now we will miss four. It's Um, our first break. It's our first break. We haven't taken a break. We we deserve some time off. We we don't. Um, (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your... um, support over the yeah. last 20 episodes it's been amazing and we will we'd come out with more we're not done yes. this is series one we're going to do a second series uh, hopefully with another 20 episodes um, uh, and after that we're both going to uni so I don't know where it's going to go <laughs> from there but we'll, 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 we'll figure out we'll figure something we'll have out a reunion um, uh, like I said we're, we're off for August uh, we'll see if we can bring out some uh, some bonus material if we if we can thank you so much for listening to our hour long special and to the last uh, 19 episodes as well um, I hope yes. you enjoyed it I don't know if enjoy is the right <laughs> word. It's about the Vietnam War. I hope you were, found it interesting yeah, and, and, and learned something. Uh, and and it's, this is such a good resource for just like, if you don't know what the Vietnam War is, listen to this and you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll, you'll find something. Anyway, um, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, the main thing I just want to say is thank you. Thank you, yeah. Jamie, for being with me for 20 episodes. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what, what that's now. Uh, it, it, it's It's been a journey, isn't it? It's been a long time. And yeah. to 20 more. So um to twenty more. Oh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I don't know what we <laughs> we have to like up the ante, surely. Yeah. I don't know what we're gonna talk about next time. But yeah, we'll be back in September. Um, first Saturday of September, we'll do a we'll do another yes. new episode, series two, episode one. Uh, look forward to it. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye.